I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. It's me, the host of the show and your friend, Julianne. And for today's podcast episode, I am excited to share with you a conversation I had with someone inspiring, someone who turned her pain into her purpose, someone who was also bullied like me. She's been through difficult times and decided to turn her pain into her power. The intense bullying and negativities she faced growing up motivated her to become an attorney and now a congresswoman where she makes a positive change in society and helps those who are subject to bullying too. I loved her story. I was even emotional and teared up during one part when she talked about how she was so bullied that she had to eat her food, her lunch in the bathroom of her school. I felt that loneliness at one point in my life too when I was being bullied in school. It was a scary time. People doubted her, even her quote-unquote friends in college, her fake friends, about how good her grades were and more. It's amazing how the pain that we experience as human beings can inspire us to become stronger and live with purpose if we choose to take the right steps and have a growth mindset. I hope you enjoy listening to my meaningful conversation with Congresswoman Migs Negrales. Here it is. Hello and good morning. It is so nice to meet you, Congresswoman Migs Negrales. I am very excited to tackle important topics with you today that I know our audience want to learn about too. So first off, I'd like to say that I am in awe of you. You are a congresswoman and an attorney. I'm sure that requires a lot of discipline, commitment, and of course, passion. So I wanted to ask you, Congresswoman Miggs, how you found your purpose and your drive to pursue the path of public service. Okay, first off, I want to say thank you for this this opportunity. I've seen your videos and you're very inspiring and I'm very excited to have this discussion with you. You. To answer your question, I guess it came at a very young age. I was fortunate enough to be exposed to a family that's in public service. So as a, as a child, I've already seen how it's like to do the little things. I grew up in Manila. My family's from Davao. And as a child, since I studied here in Manila, uh, I would go to Davao every break. But since I didn't study there, I didn't really have much friends except for family members and cousins. But I would have friends who were like street kids um, outside the house. And when we would play outside, you know, they would always have these instances, a lot of instances wherein they'd share that they were like hungry or they don't have like a lot of like toys and whatnot. So I, what I would do is I would go inside the house and like get 
food from like the pantry and some of my toys and give it to them. But it's, it's those small things as a, at a very young age that expose me already to the hardships that some, if not most Filipinos and children go through. And ever since that, my, my dad would always tell me the best way to help others is first have a good education because you can't really help other people. It's going to be harder to help other people if you are not in the position to be able to help. That's perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. And and I just realized that we are so blessed to have yes. the parents that we do. Because when you were sharing the story of how when you were younger, you like to help people, I, I saw something that my parents did when I was young. I think it was, I think I was probably just like five or six years old. You know, we just finished hearing mass and we ate at this place with soup. And then we didn't so So my dad was like, and and my parents were still like a young couple starting out with their careers yeah. and everything with this new kid, me. <laughs> and so <laughs> pinapasok nila yung bata and sabi nila sa waiter, you know, can you give him a bowl of soup too and rice? Like the same exact meal that we had. And then the kid said, oh, but I have like a lot of brothers and sisters. So my parents, like my dad had a new job. I remember they were still young. They took all of the kids outside to eat with us and the table next to us and and that really influenced me i think to to want to help people like how how you do yeah i i you know i believe in that it's the little things that make like a thousand fold ripples it's like the domino of i, I like to watch a lot of ted talks so i was watching one yesterday yeah. and the, <laughs> the girl was saying you know sometimes you just have to be the first domino in order for you know the domino effect of kindness to to take place so thank yeah. you for that. This is like a whole TED Talk right now. Sure, but to share true. a little bit about me since we just officially met. Uh, I am a content creator, entrepreneur, host. And overall, I like to say in my motivational talks that I'm a storyteller on a journey to yeah. inspire. And what a lot of people might not know about me yet is that I was significantly bullied when I was younger. So I was mm-hmm. bullied when I used to study in America. And even, and this is something that I rarely talk about nowadays, even when I went to high school in the Philippines, I was I was bullied. And through those experiences and over time, I learned how successful people, they turn their pain into their mm-hmm. power. And mm-hmm. so when I fully grasped that concept that, okay, like, these people also went through something and they use that yeah. to make them the amazing people that they are now. Let me try to turn my pain into my purpose. So I got, you know, hurt too, way too many times to not try it. And so that's what I did. And I think until now, bullying is such an important topic to talk about. So I wanted to ask for your thoughts on on bullying and yeah. especially now with social media, cyberbullying. Um, actually, um, this is why I really wanted to talk to you because I know you talk about like a lot of like bullying. Actually, I am a victim of bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a victim of bullying throughout my entire life, from grade school to high school uh, to college, even in the states as well, um, even oh, in law wow. school. Oh um, wow! So, okay. Yeah, I had to shift schools from grade school to high school because of that. The environment was just really bad. In grade school, it was a uh, it's a private school, but a lot of the students there obviously come from very well-off families, like really well-off families. And my parents were not as well-off. I'd be bullied, like if we talk, if they talk about travel, and then 
uh, I'd say, oh yeah, we went there too. They wouldn't believe it because they would think I couldn't afford it. I was lying. Um, so it was, it was that. It, it reached a point wherein I had a crush. A girl had a popular girl had a crush on someone, and that guy kind of like liked me, and so she was so you know great <laughs> that she bullying me. It reached the point wherein I would eat my lunch inside the bathroom. So when my parents found out, they really made sure that they removed me from that environment. And when I got removed from that environment, I went to another school. The other school, Naman, them, they had this whole image. If you came from this other school I came from, you're social. So when I transferred there, they would also bully me because I was social naman. I was too social for them. To the point that I run for student council, my barcada, I thought they were my barcada, and my cousin included, really parang black, did the black prop against me. Don't vote for her. She's entitled, etc., etc., etc. So like, it was it was like a really bad experience to, to have even a family member do that to you, right? And then, so I went to college for one year. I was student council then. I was bullied because my dad was speaker of the house then that, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to be in position just because I was entitled to it. But I found a scholarship abroad, so I went to New York. I met a lot of other Phil Ams. They called me a fob, like fresh off the boat. Mm-hmm. So they would have, and it's sad because it's fellow Filipinos that you want to meet, right? They're abroad and they're the ones bullying you thinking that they're better, they're better than you. They have a better life because they saw that their families, when they come to the Philippines, it's not as good as their life there. So they usually think that if you're a Filipino like abroad, you don't know anything and they're better than you. So it was hard mm-hmm. to adjust. I know it's easy to say you should shrug it off, but that sticks with you, right? And yes. you just have the the heart to just keep going forward and moving forward and not letting it get to you. And so that's why I really wanted to go into law. And then I, I came back to the Philippines. I did uh, my law school. It was good the first four years. I wasn't showing people like my grades. I was student council. I was president and all that. And I thought my friends were uh, my true friends, like any other person. Until graduation came, I ended up being the valedictorian. They couldn't believe it just because like I never really showed my grades. I don't make yabang. Mm-hmm. And it was just really so bad because they had to petition the school to <gasps> recalculate my grades because they couldn't believe it. It reached a point where they said, I bought the school and I bought my grades. Oh my so gosh. It was terrible. I was crying a lot then because it's like, I worked my ass for for this. Yeah. To the point of my graduation speech, my valedictory speech, a few of them walked out. That was like graduation for me. So I was just like, you know, like my life experience is all about learning. And a lot of people think because of my strong personality and how I show myself, perceive, how they perceive me to be, that I would never be a victim of bullying. But I'd always say, no, this is, this is the product of bullying. And this is how I learned how to, in a way, overcome those experiences and transform it like the same with you. You transform your pain into something productive and something positive. So the first thing that I did when I won uh, as a congresswoman was to file um, House Bill 2886 that would strengthen the bullying laws that we have and make it inclusive of the professional schools, 
work workspaces, any scope and aspect in your life that you could be bullied because you can be bullied at any age. And it's it's really something that, you know, I turned all of that and really made sure that when I reached that point, in a way, raised the flag for all those bullied victims. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. I was obviously, I got teary-eyed for a yeah. part of it because I could relate so much to, to your story from when you were younger. And it, it's amazing. You are a testimony to you know hope and moving forward and turning your pain into your power and i love i love your whole life story how everything every painful thing that you went through led you to where you are right now you were same a big goes, part yes same goes for you like you use that also <laughs> i can't believe i feel like you're one of the first uh women that i've spoke to who truly inspires me and shares a similar path that i went through you know, the, the pain, the bullying, the people who have wronged you, it's it's ingrained in your memory and you can forgive people and you can move forward. But, you know, every now and then when we remember it, we just either for me, for example, sometimes when I remember things, it makes me a little emotional. But at the same time, it makes me really proud of myself. If the young Julianne could only see what she's doing now. I think it's so important for us to use our platform and to you to use your everything that you have now to really motivate and remind people you know, of what can become of their lives. I honestly think a lot of people get bullied. They just don't talk about it because of the painful experience. And, you know, it does sometimes still eat you up alive. Like I could share, like there would be times where it takes a toll on you because it, it would give you a lot of trust issues as well with people. So you meet people and you're like, you have that struggle of, oh, I, I'm sure maybe this person is going to, you know, stab me in the back. But you have to overcome that and you have to learn how to trust. It also, a lot of people should also know that it's okay to talk about it. And it's better to talk about it with other people because that helps in processing. And you know what, Congresswoman Miggs? I think that sometimes, as we mentioned, people can really seriously put their pain aside and not talk about it. And it takes a serious toll on their mental health. That's something that I did for a few years until, you know, I would find myself sulking in the corner and not knowing when to make my next move. And it really took a toll on my confidence as a person. But a part of me was very hopeful that like you, one day I would be able to use my pain into my purpose and I could make a positive difference in this world. At that time, I didn't know how. And I think 
a lot of my followers nowadays, they would message me and they would comment on my videos, you know, at the Julian, like, how did you become so confident? And I'd talk about them, how I was bullied and they'd be in disbelief. And there are a lot of women nowadays, especially that want to build confidence. And I think it's so important to build confidence because that's when we can get what we want in life. I like this saying, and it goes something like, if we don't believe in ourselves, how can we expect other people to believe in us? I wanted to ask you, you know, what is your favorite quote that motivates you? Probably the favorite quote that I always hold on to is if you're not doing it now, someone else is doing it 10 times more than you are. So in every time that you know, I feel like I'm the man, if I'm not doing it, someone else will. I love that, that quote. And since we are both advocates for woman empowerment, I have watched a lot of your content now. I'd like to ask you, what can you tell women in particular who are struggling with low self-confidence, who are constantly being judged and are feeling insecure? I can say that even today, I still go through that. I still get insecure. I still question my confidence. Actually, yesterday, I did a, a shoot for a local brand called Mads, and I was saying that I was feeling really lousy like I was very insecure I feel like I've been gaining weight like I'm not looking as good and all you know she just told me that this is all how you see yourself and you shouldn't let other people dictate how you feel internally because the world can talk but you should always just look at yourself you look at your past and what you've gone through and to see how far you've come this confidence isn't just about physical appearance the confidence is about how you feel internally, how you feel inside, if you're happy with yourself. And then that that helps in building up your self-confidence. I love that. Yeah, that's that's the attitude of gratitude. <laughs> and yes. like you, I think it's also important for me to share with people. Of course, when we're on social media, we usually all of us, we share only our best selves or our greatest accomplishments or our best photos. And I also you know, try to open up every now and then that I too get insecure. Even though I talk about shifting mindset and building confidence and I give motivational talks, I have down days too. Sometimes I feel like I am not enough. And to counter that or to fight that negative voice in my head, I have to verbalize exactly what you said. And sometimes no shame in this. I even say it out loud just for mm -hmm. me to believe it, like for my subconscious to believe it. I tell myself, you know what? I'm blessed. You know, I've, I've, I might not be my perfect best self right now. Uh, I could be in much better shape. I could have much clearer skin. I could, you know, have more accomplishments. But with everything, you know, thinking back all the way to the bullying, every, every single thing that we've gone through, we just have to remind ourselves, like what you said, how blessed we are and how far we've come. And I think, you know, being grateful, uh, as you've mentioned, is probably the best way to counter the insecurities and being in the spotlight right now i'm sure it's very very courageous and i think for people who feel insecure about being judged maybe they have family members who are talking about you know they could be married by now or why don't you have a boyfriend yeah. or like or like parang may kulang sa kanila people will always judge yeah i get that a lot i'm a, a 32 and everyone like titas my friends were getting married left and right, uh, having babies and all that. Um, I get that. Like for me, it's just, you don't have a deadline in life. You, you should just keep going. Like the world will still 
keep turning. They, they're just gonna say they're entitled to their own opinion, but at the end of the day, it's their opinion and it's your life. You should always remember that you have your own timeline. There's no deadline in life. You can always go through whatever you want to do and no one should control that. I love that. Very relatable. I know a lot of my followers too would very much appreciate what you shared. And moving on to taking risks. My favorite actor, actually, and motivational speaker is Denzel Washington. And he once said, nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Fall forward because every failed experiment is one step closer to success. And I, and I hold on to that. And, and I think that's why I've come this far is because mm-hmm. I decided to take risks. So I wanted to ask you, how do you know when to take risks and what's your mindset when it comes to taking risks in life? I always believe that the biggest risk is not taking the risk. It's, it's, it's yeah. something that I hold on to because um, you don't want to have a what if. All these things in your head about maybe failing, being scared and all that, that's normal. But really the biggest risk is if you don't even try. How can you know if you don't try? And it's always better to just jump into it. But the bigger risk in, in things is, I think, not taking it. And that's what builds character uh, to be able to hurdle and overcome these things that, there are times wherein there's something that I think about and I've learned through the years that if I think about something and I want to do it and I'm hesitant, I'll give it a day or two. I'll sleep on it. And if it's still at the back of my head, then that means, okay, maybe it's worth the risk because it's something that I can't remove from like my whole psyche and my whole headspace and my mindset. And I use the whole being single, not having a family yet, Around having this this opportunity to be selfish, kumbaga, because mm-hmm. I'm not taking care of any kids. I don't have a husband. I don't have a family to feed. I'm in this whole space and opportunity. Well, I can take bigger risks because no one else is going to be involved but me. And so mm-hmm. I like taking big risks right now. And yeah, it's just that like, I'd rather take the the risk than having the what ifs later on in life. I agree with you. I agree with you on that as well. And I think it's really empowering your story and as well as mine as a single person at the moment. Yeah. You know, a lot of people feel like they need validation from other from a partner, from a relationship. And so it it amazes me how sometimes people are so in awe as well like you're so confident but you're single. I'm like, yeah, you can be confident and single and you can accomplish so many things. You don't need someone else at the moment, you know? You can you can always pursue your passions in life. And so, you know, people like us we get called as as motivational, inspiring. And and I think we have to normalize that we as women can stand on our own two feet and you know, it's not a necessity to to be with someone. It's it's a great want, but it's not a need. And so yeah. I wanted to ask you before we close this little interview, final words for people like that woman in particular who just feel the need for validation, who are, you know, struggling with the, with their self-esteem and just need that extra boost to to go after the things that they want, to take those risks and to to live their lives with no 
you know, hurtful boundaries, thinking about what other people think of them, the words, the negative words and judgments of their family members and friends who who feel like they should be doing something else. So what are your words for people like that? I tell this to my friends who are single or people who are single and say, how do I do it? I always say, you know, being single is not a sickness. It's not a disease. Mm -hmm. Being single is a choice. Don't want to settle. Because that's the worst thing that you can do in life. It's to settle just because you want to make society happy, just because you want society to give you validation. What do you get from that? What does society have to do to make things better? It's not a sickness. It's not a disease. It's okay to be single. It's okay to be where you are. It's okay not to succumb to the pressures and timeline of society as long as you are doing what you want to do. And if you find that confidence in you, if you find that passion in you, and the rest follows. The love life will follow. The family will follow. But you always have to start with yourself. If you're not okay with who you are now, then you're attracting that energy. And I believe in that. It's, it's mm-hmm. how you feel the energy that you have in you that attracts other energies w- around you. So if you're very negative, then you're going to attract a lot of negative energies. So if right now it's an issue for you, then everything else will result to that. Everyone else will see you that way. Everyone else will think that way. And I hope people will learn how to shift that energy, that negativity into positivity. You know, just wake up and you suddenly think, you know what? Yeah, today I'm going to feel positive. You have to keep working on that. And I think people have to be reminded that it's an everyday choice to be positive. It's an everyday choice to choose you, to choose yourself, if that makes sense. (laughs) That's perfect. Thank you for the TED Talk. (laughs) That's wonderful. You, You mentioned so many amazing things that I feel like I will be talking about as well. So thank you for inspiring me today. I love that. Thank you. So that concludes this episode. You can follow Congresswoman Migs Negrales on her social media, link in the description. And as always, please know that your presence has purpose. There's a reason why you're here, why you're still here. You still have time to change and become the person you believe you are meant to be. And most importantly, always remember that the Lord God is with us. Please do tag me on Instagram story. Share this podcast episode with family, friends, people who you think need to hear this. And I will talk to you on the next podcast episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 
Let's get this dinner party started.